them singing or the joy on their faces that we've actually gotten through two 40-minute productions of, of this. But either way, there was a lot of joy in this place. There's something about hearing and seeing Christmas joy in children that, that is contagious. We want to enter into that joy, and we feel that joy. And yet it's also uh, easy to forget that for, uh, for many people connected with the first Christmas story, uh, it took some time to get to the joy. Uh, in fact, in Joseph's case, as we looked this morning, he was someone who... Uh, met that first Christmas with confusion, uh, with pain, with uh, a lot of mixed feelings and things to uh, overcome. There were obstacles for Joseph to take this child that uh, uh, had been uh, promised and to name that child as his own and to receive him into uh, his home, his family, and to, uh, to really accept him. And some of the obstacles that Joseph had to overcome to receive this child are some of the same things that we face in our lives today. And so I want to look with them uh, with you this morning. To do that, though, we need to look at uh, the Christmas story, and I'm going to encourage you to turn with me to Matthew's Gospel. Uh, I'm going to read from chapter 1, verses 18 down to 25. Uh, in your pew Bibles in front of you, it's on page 757. If you'd follow along, Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which means God with us. When Joseph woke from the sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. This is the word of God. Now it's hard for us in, in retrospect to imagine how painful the news of Mary's pregnancy would have been to Joseph. You know when you have experienced this, sim similar things where you have uh, had unpleasant news. Uh, you feel like you have been, been hurt, betrayed. Uh, uh, somebody has done something that's greatly disappointed. Often the things that come out of our mouths uh, as we feel that betrayal are, are, are hurtful and we, we regret saying them. Uh, and, and so there's no doubt something, some of that took place between Mary and Joseph. But even after, uh, after there was this sense that God had, uh, God had planned this and God had revealed this to, to Joseph, uh, there would still be a lot of misunderstanding that he would have to deal with all of his life. Because after all, he was the one who heard from the angel. 
It would, would have been his word that, that, uh, uh, that he would have to uh, uh, explain to others. And often many of them uh, surely would have not, uh, not understood, not accepted. That would have been difficult to live with those rumors for anyone. But in verse 19, it tells us that Joseph was a just man. And so it would have been even more difficult for him because as a just man, he was committed to God's commands. He was a righteous person, and he would have had a reputation as a righteous person. So now to have been uh, connected through this birth with scandal, uh, to be connected with, with that for, for many people, they would, uh, having only seen him with respect up until this, this point, would now see him with shame, dishonor. They would treat him with disrespect. And he would have to deal with that throughout his life. If he is going to receive this child as his own, he will have to face being misunderstood by many of uh, the people that he would have uh, previously been treated with honor. That was Joseph's problem, but we often find the same issues. For many of us, dealing with how people perceive us, what people might think of this, what it will do to our reputation is often not only an issue when it comes to receiving Jesus, but it becomes an issue when, it, when we are faced with some of the challenges involved in following him. So to receive Jesus, we need to be willing to be misunderstood. We also need to deal with some of our preconceptions often. When the angel appeared to him in the dream, he could have just dismissed it, right? He could have just said, as you would say after maybe some of the dreams that you've had and some of the things and experiences you've had, even when God has convicted you in areas, you can, you can let some time pass and say, maybe that wasn't him. Maybe, it, maybe I just you know, was, was uh, misreading that, misinterpreting that. We can dismiss those things. When he learned that the baby was from the Holy Spirit, he could have just said, I don't accept that. I don't, I don't accept the spiritually, accept the spiritual, I, I will only believe what I can see with my eyes. And the difficulty there is that there is so much that we can't see with our eyes. And if we will only see with what we see with our eyes, then there is so much in this life that we will end up just not seeing. And so he would have, have had to have dealt with his preconceptions of what's possible. And deal with the fact that he might have been wrong, that, that he might not have been seeing this right. Deal with uh, all of those uh, issues of his assumptions and preconceptions. So in order for Joseph to receive Jesus, had to deal with his preconceptions. He had to be willing to be misunderstood. But he also had to do something that is hard for a lot of people, hard for a lot of men. He had to be willing to give up control. Because for Joseph, receiving Jesus as uh, his child would have meant to abandon so many of his plans. Uh, so many of th the things of how he anticipated things were going to work out. Having a baby wasn't part of his plan, certainly not at this point. He doesn't even get to choose the name. That's decided for him. He's told what, what to name the child. He has to give up his uh, plans even for that. The passage says that he took his wife but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. 
That's not the way most men are looking forward to beginning married life. And, and so for Joseph, if he is going to receive this child and, and receive it as his own, he is going to have to give up his plans. He's going to ex- have to accept that God's plan is in fact uh, better, that it is good, and that he can trust himself to God's plan. We get to the last word, words in verse 25, and we are supposed to feel the drama of them. It says, and he called his name Jesus. In one sense, he's just naming the child the way he's been told to name the child. But in another sense, this is a legal act. By saying, uh, by, by saying his name is Jesus and naming this child, he legally adopts him. He takes this child as his own. And he shows it despite the issues that there were going to be and being misunderstood, despite the preconceptions he might have had to deal with, despite all of the challenges that he knew would come and the control that he would have to give up, that he was going to receive this child as his own. And the question I think that we're left with was, why? Why go to the bother? Why, given all of the issues that we know would inevitably come, why did he, why did he go through that? Why did he bother? Well, we bother with all of this ultimately because we accept this is God's plan. He believed when the angel said, this is from the Holy Spirit. He accepted this as the plan of God and he was, uh, despite all of the confusion, despite all that he knew that this would entail, he said, God's plan is good, even though it may be hard. We bother with this also because this child named Jesus, he, he learned, was the only one who can save us from our sins. He is the child bringing forgiveness. And so if, if this child is bringing forgiveness, this is my only hope. This is my only means of salvation. And so we, we, we bother because of that. We also bother because ultimately we understand that Jesus bothered for us that he first paid that price on our behalf. We bother because we recognize that Jesus lived a life that was misunderstood, and he did that for us. We recognize that he gave up all of the the comfort and the protection and uh, the pleasures of heaven, and he did so for our sakes. And so we look at the obstacles, we look at Joseph, and we say, Yeah, I think those are the same kinds of things that we deal with today, and yet we bother because Jesus bothered for us. And we can receive him the way Jesus Jesus was meant to be received. We receive him the way Joseph received him, saying, this is my child. I I receive him as my own. I bring him in. And in so doing, we enter into the life that Jesus came to make possible. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this great gift of salvation, the Christmas child that Jesus brought with him. Uh, We thank you for the children and for the way that they have uh, really led us in uh, reflecting on the joy that Jesus came to bring. Father, we pray for 
your courage. Give us courage when people's opinions keep us from following you. Would you strip us of the pride that assumes we know what you can and can't do? And Father, would you help us to give up control when you lead us in ways that we aren't expecting? We ask these things because we believe that you are good and your plan is good. Lead us, Father, for we ask you in Jesus' name. Amen.